Hey, if you think you might be lost because you got lots of your thoughts, I'll be informed. Or if you're feeling like a fool, cause you've been used just like a tool since you were born. Hey, if you're trying to get through life, then friend, I've got some great advice for not growing horns. They say that ignorance is bliss, but if you knew, then you'd be pissed, so get informed. Matt Gates. No. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. We're talking about Matt Gates in this week's news section. Welcome to Getting Informed, a leftist lit podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Orton, and with me, as always, is my just wonderful co-host, Leroy Jenkins. I'm just kidding. It's Allison Gropey. And and joining us today for another yet another week of manufacturing consent by Nomers Chomers, we have... <laughs> you go first this time. It's Sarah Linares and... Anna McGarry. Yay. Yay. And this week, we're going to be reading Chapter 2, Worthy and Unworthy Victims. This this one's a, a real thicky, so we are dedicating a whole week to it. Um, uh, but, but before we get started, um, a certain a member of uh, the House of Representatives, a certain Florida representative by the name of Matthew Gates. Um, is Florida? Yeah. Oh, yeah, homie. Um, Why? You can't win. I, I got Mitch. You got everybody me. else. Nobody. And the Florida State Senate's also fucking idiots. So yeah. Well, also every, your governor is a fucking lunatic. Every, every single person in government, and well, I don't want to say that, but it seems like majority of them really <laughs> suck. Um, so Matt Gates uh, recently, he's under investigation for using campaign, like campaign money to uh, move a 17 year old across state lines for the purpose of sex. No, no. Uh, Which is child sex trafficking. Um, But it appears that he was actually, uh, he's also investigation for use of illicit drugs, i.e. MDMA. um, And, uh, and he's involved in a uh, Florida state sex trafficking ring. Um, where a county uh, tax collector who is also being investigated for impersonating a police officer and using $35 million in taxpayer dollars to buy guns, body armor, and a drone um, drone was, uh, was, manu- uh, was, was he needs running that. he was running a child sex ring oh, uh, that multiple Florida state uh, politicians were using. Also, they had a um, a Harry Potter themed sex game, apparently with several uh, members of uh, like the Florida Republican Party, uh, where um, they would rank different women based on which uh, Harry Potter. Uh, uh, not clear. It's not clear who's on the list, uh, but they would rank them based on like if they were a quaffle. Or, or like one Wait, of the other Wait, based on Quidditch rules? Based on the Harry Potter Quidditch rules, uh, based on how many points you got if you had sex with them. And then one woman, and it's not clear who it was, was the golden snitch, where if you had sex with her, you won the game. Uh, so Matt Gates is really um, in golden some snatch. hot water sorry. right now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it came into my head and I had to. Ow. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. This is, n- I'm sorry. Well, Continue. also, um, Matt Gates uh, was on on uh, on the TV with Tucker Carlson recently uh, because Tucker really like tried to defend him on Fox News the other week, and uh, he really like tried to tie himself to Tucker. 
Um, he was like, let, let he who has not been investigated for child sex trafficking throw the first stone. Remember in Tucker in 2007 when you were investigated for sex crimes? And Tucker was like, no, let's not talk about this. Yeah, like, at every opportunity, <laughs> Tucker was like, I'm going to put a little more distance between you and me, buddy. Thanks for trying, but absolutely not. <laughs> That makes um, me also, so happy. That's such a funny fucking. Also, He's just trying to network. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene has said that um, the uh, the vaccine passports are the mark of the devil. Okay. Uh, the, specifically, the mark of the beast. Um, oh, yeah. Is the exact phrase. Yeah. Also, she compared it to the Holocaust, which is um, super cool and normal. What? Yeah, she said uh, that having passports to say who's vaccinated and who's not uh, for uh, domestic travel is the same as the Holocaust. Um, okay. So, which, yeah. Uh, all these people are in the federal government. What's she in again? Is she in the House? Yeah, she's in the House. Jesus Christ, they just let anybody in there. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They really do. Um, I think if I brought this up last episode, but last week Sarah was like, Anna, you think if I went to law school, I could like become a state politician? I was like, honey, they're letting anyone in here. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen like, Marjorie Taylor Green? Books, go on the knowledge that I have now, and I'll be good. I'll be better, in fact. <laughs> Did you see her do pull-ups? Did you see her insane oh CrossFit pull-ups? What? Pull I didn't, what? No. She posted, she posted uh, her cure for COVID online, which was, was her doing um, <laughs> overhead press and pull-ups. And let me tell you what, um, it blew up on Twitter because of how absolutely bad shit it is. I've like, never seen a form worse, something where I was more <laughs> afraid for someone's spinal health she was ganking and yoinking her body like a dolphin leaping in and out of the water. <laughs> it, it with, less grace. with less grace. There was no grace. It, oh it was God. truly one of the most insane like ways a human body has moved that I've yeah. ever seen. Sort of like a jack-in-the-box motion. Like, ga I don't It was, you it know. It was so floppy. It was very, like Anna's right, it was very cetacean in the like way that Like she was it, like kicking with her legs and like reverberating. She, she, was, she was using her lower body to give herself momentum for her pull-ups. That's, so that not, how, could, that's not what a pull-up is, though. Well, don't worry about that. Who's going to solve COVID, Al? Not you. So <laughs> not maybe you. Say this You're way. right. <laughs> My goodness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um... Uh, Biden passed a, uh, or passed, he, it's an executive order. He doesn't have to pass it. He did, uh, he did an executive order on gun control after we had like three shootings in, or three major shootings in a week, which is to say, you know, we usually have between one and 1.7 shootings a day. And I'm pulling those numbers out of my ass, but what like. What is the we, gun control Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's like strengthening, gonna... it's strengthening red flag laws and going after ghost guns, which are, you know just like guns that are not traceable. I'm not actually entirely sure what it goes. Does it seem like, like this something is, that's going to actually do anything or just be I mean, it goes that. after it, it strengthens previously existing legislation okay. and it like it, it, it seems from the, you know, three seconds of research I've done into it. <laughs> it seems fine. Like okay. it's not. And that's coming from me. Who's like, God, are you coming for my guns, brother? Um, but like, I'm, you know, it seems pretty reasonable, uh, but I could be wrong. I'm just so um, used to Joseph Biden being like, oh, I'm going to help you guys. And then. Yeah, like, I do worry whenever he does anything. But when he starts making claims, I'm like, Joe. 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 That's not what we talked about. Joe. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> make a good claim and then be like, I didn't mean it. He'll be like, huh? 
That's actually my favorite because I love to hear it first and feel like things are good and then be disappointed. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to cancel student debt. Yeah, I'm going to give everybody $2,000. First day, out the door. And then he's like, well, actually, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. I want to read. Oh, no, I'm not going to interrupt news time. Sorry. No, no. What do you want to read? There's a book about how he got elected. And I saw like a clip of a news anchor talking about it. And she was like, basically the first half of the book is how to stop Bernie from getting elected. (laughs) Everyone throwing people around being like, who's going to run? Who's going to run? And all of the centrists dropping out at the same time so that they won't impede Joe Biden. Yeah. So that's what I want to read because I think purely for that reason. And remember when Warren sold out that hurt. Oh yeah. That was an ouch. Remember when Warren uh, didn't even win her fucking home state? <laughs> yeah. She didn't even, crap? like, she come in second in her home state? Because she was... dropped out and then immediately was like, Biden. And you're like, Elizabeth, because stand for something. Was still on the run, yes, right? she was. If she endorsed him, do you think? No. No. On a conspiracy theory note, how many of the centrist slash democratic candidates do you think were plants just to bolster the numbers and make there be an illusion? Of uh, Bloomberg definitely was actually. That's like that's the illusion of what? Create the illusion of choice. <laughs> well, yeah, he was entering after you could even enter. Yeah, Bloomberg. Like, Bloomberg ran. Like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Bloomberg ran in a deliberate attempt to stop Bernie Sanders. I, I can't say anything about Buttigieg or Klobuchar or the other ones. But I think I, he really wanted it. It's really hurtful to me personally that they impeded that. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I'm like, you really? Come on. Well, I mean, if we elected a socialist, we'd have to. Like, if there's anything to happen, the year of a pandemic is for change. Change for universal well, health care. There's at least Sarah, one singular. Yes. If we elected a socialist, we would have to do a fascist coup of our own government and instill a dictatorship with military death squads. Colin, like, I have exciting news for you. I think, I think the fascists are already here. I think it's. Oh yes, but we would have to sponsor them and put them immediately in power if we elected oh, a socialist. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. That's, right. that's what we've done everywhere else. <laughs> we have. You're you're right. It is different. I'm sorry. It's very different. Thank you. I'm glad we're having this meeting to set me straight. Speaking of fascists, <laughs> uh, the FBI. Uh, that's all. Uh, no, the FBI, um, so you know how the Biden administration is really worried about, uh, insurrectionists for some reason, and by some reason, I mean for obvious reasons. Insurrectionists from the right or left or both? Uh, well, we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, because, um, an intelligence report just came out about, uh, yeah, it's the domestic violent extremism poses heightened threat in 2021, which was submitted on March 1st. Uh, and it is a uh, from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, uh, and it does not differentiate left and right wing extremism. Uh, specifically, um, and this is quoting from a Truthout article, right wing militias, sovereign citizens and anarchists, for example, are all listed under, quote, anti-government slash anti-authority violent extremists. Oh, and no. um, <laughs> both racist and anti-racist violence is compressed into, quote, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. Wow. No, those are very different. The, the lack of nuance, the lack of nuance is which like. Frankly, impressive. <laughs> it's just, just at the end of the day, they don't, they don't give care. A if there's yeah. anyone trying to change anything about any system, they're like, no, stop. These are the same. It's, it's the, truly it is the like centrist meme of like, you know, the clan, we want to hunt and kill brown people versus brown people, please rights. 
please. And then the, these are identical to me. Like, yeah. Or even just like, guys, can't we compromise? And you're like, they want me dead. So no, there's no compromising on that. It's galling to see it coming from like the intelligence community, especially after, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising, but especially even after the last year where Trump's FBI, Trump's FBI was like, guys, Antifa is literally not an organization. Like, please, Please, like it's Please stop. <laughs> it's it's galling to see Biden's intelligence services being even less nuanced than Trump's in their handling of social issues. Wasn't like the intelligence in, in theory nonpartisan? Like they're not appointed by the president. I mean, they're they? they're theoretically nonpartisan. A lot of things are theoretically nonpartisan, like oh. the Supreme Court. Oh, the Supreme Court. Don't get me started on the Supreme Court. Explain the Supreme Court to me. Don't get me started on that day. Ruined. I used to <laughs> love the Supreme Court, and I still love a little bit. Why? Too. My heart breaks. <laughs> Literally, why? Because it, it's so great in theory. Bro, they're appointed for life. That's the worst part, I think. Bro, I, I learned about it when I was 14, and I fell in love. We all make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> to be well, fair. It's a great concept. It's, it's a great concept. Beautiful. I like court cases. There's a lot of good ones. Miranda v. Arizona, that's a good one. <laughs> Bro, be And like, when, when the Supreme Court was originally thought of, you know, when it was originally constructed, you know, guys would get appointed in their mid forties and die of syphilis six years later. Like, you know, a lifetime appointment appointment was shorter in those days. <laughs> Back in the day, a lifetime appointment meant 10 years tops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, not to detract from the news segment, but I just think you would be entertained. I don't know how or why, but somehow my, uh, I've been getting daily wire ads like Ben Shapiro's Good. face and voice keeps popping up on my YouTube and I'm choosing to blame Colin because somehow this is your fault. Somehow my Google That's fair. search engine thinks that I'm a Republican that wants to see an ad about striking down Roe v. Wade with the beginning. As long as we've known, as far as we've known, life has always begun at conception. Roe v. Wade, <laughs> the install the installation of Roe v. Wade in 19 blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I need to go home. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the news. Fun fact. Well, um, other podcasts that are recommended next to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts oh, yeah. include Steve Bannon's War Room and Steven Crowder's podcast. No! So apparently, like, apparently Apple really thinks that people who listen to this podcast are like right-wing militants, but it's not clear. Maybe it's just because you're big and you shout, Colin, and they get confused. I, I do give off a serious... Cop like, vibes? I have been told at protests uh, that I look like an undercover, which yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> when you I'm wear like, cargo shorts to a listen, protest. It's good for holding first aid kits and also hand sanitizer. No, never shorts, only pants. You can't wear cargo shorts. That's fair. I have stopped since... I'm, sorry. I'm so proud. <laughs> I um, have to tell you. Uh, okay, so first things first, uh, the NYPD also uh, got a certain intelligence report that they had about protesters leaked. Uh, and oh, I didn't see this. Tell me about um, this. This, uh, this report classified that there were only three types of protesters free speech respecters, <laughs> professional protesters, and anarchists. Those are the three types of protesters. I guess it was like um, 
You can't. If you are doing any kind of damage, you're an anarchist. Well, and well, uh, so free speech respecters uh-huh. are uh, people who hold signs and do exactly nothing else and also conservatives. That was a little um, asterisk. It's, you, might not, you might miss it. It's the fine print, actually, the bottom of the deal. Uh, <laughs> the second category, professional protesters, are people who get paid to be, who are paid to be arrested by wealthy benefactors. No. What? Uh, so an official NYPD document is like high key propagating the George Soros conspiracy theory. What's that? Uh, which is that left wing demonstrators uh, are having their ba- like their rent uh, and their bail payments and stuff paid by uh, Jewish billionaire George Soros. That's the conspiracy theory, and it's it's um, you can't watch a day of Fox News without hearing George Soros's name at least three times. It's a common right wing conspiracy theory that uh, any left wing demonstrator is being paid to demonstrate by uh, elites. Mm-hmm. If you if you underst- if you catch my drift there, um, it's it's uh, Jews. That's the that's it, the it's the theory. Jews rule the banks conspiracy theory. Surprise, surprise! It's. Uh, Cultural Marxism, which uh, dates back all the way to the 30s as a uh, certain conspiracy theory called cultural Bolshevism, which uh, was a conspiracy theory invented by a certain Nazi party in uh, a certain nation that rhymes with Bermany. I won't make um, <laughs> No, but, but I'm not claiming no. <laughs> but it, um, it posits essentially that communism is a ruse invented by the Jews to uh, destroy the white race. Um, and so... And, what? <laughs> uh-huh. And so an NYPD document is uh, essentially repeating a conspiracy theory that's tied to a Nazi conspiracy theory tangentially. So the NYPD are further propagating uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, which is cool. Um, not good. I feel like I've been seeing so many cops out lately. Maybe my eyes are just really open and no, have I feel been like there's the more cops, there's more cops everywhere. Yeah. Also, I feel like people are, what I've been told at work, the POV of other people said to me is that there's like an increase of subway crime what is sub what is subway crime that's what i'm thinking is there like a turnstile and so i've heard more reports about like extreme violence and like the murder of homeless people i know there was like a serial killer who was just caught recently oh yeah well there is also a rise in asian hate crimes especially on the anti-asian hate crimes yes oh my gosh (laughs) anti-asian anti-api hate crimes and so like correct but also do you think the NYPD exists to defend no, people of color? Not. When I was leaving work, I was on the train yesterday at like the 72nd Street Q and there were like two to four cops and just, oh my God, there's so like, always so many there. Seven teenagers all standing around them. I was like, what's going on? And they had like a little table set up and I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? Wait, a table? Yeah. Were they looking through bags? I, it looks like it. Yeah. I'm so glad weed is legal now. I was like, if I'm getting on the subway, like, what if I come into, I'm like, oh, you can only have so much on you where you don't get fined, like, hella, and now... Let's get into the chapter. Please, let's get into this. Uh, So thank you uh, for sitting through this incredibly long and uh, insane news and news and chit chat segment. From now on, Colin, I'm always going to set a timer. You're not going to know, but you'll know. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back to Getting Informed. This is chapter two of Manufacturing Consent by Nomers Chomers, Gar Noam Chomsky. And this chapter, Worthy and Unworthy Victims, highlights the way in which the United States 
not even just discredits, but completely ignores news stories that they deem unworthy and therefore, and, and thereby ignoring tragedies they deem unworthy. And the one it talks about mostly at the beginning of the chapter and we can get into is the juxtaposition of the media coverage of one murdered Polish priest, Popieluszko, I believe is the name, and four different tragedies that happened in Southern and Central America, including tragedies that led up to and were largely a part of the Salvadoran Civil War, and including the assassination of a priest. uh, Hundreds of, yeah, uh, Salvadoran civilians and like dozens of Salvadoran priests. And several American um, citizens. Edward S. Herman is the other author of this book. It's Noam Chomsky and Edward S. Herman. Thank you. Eddie is uh, featured first on the on the cover. There's so let's no one like for him first. <laughs> so let's really get into it. One of the really alarming things about this uh, about this chapter is it, it talks a lot about you know the the genocide versus repression thing, yeah. um, and uh, it does briefly reference uh, everyone's favorite newspaper, the Gray Lady, uh, the New York Times, uh, which has been sort of. Uh, the the whetstone to the the blade of American imperialism for a century now. Come again? Make <laughs> <laughs> stuff sharp? Is that what you're saying? I think. Yeah, that's what whetstone. Yeah. yeah. I've never that's heard awesome. that in my life. <laughs> but I was like, one more time, turn it back around. I was really proud of that. Damn. You got to play D and D sometime. It's the only way you'll get his metaphors. <laughs> well, if it's a good place to start, I would like to highlight the numbers. Uh, the number comparisons. Give us the facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's just start with some straight facts. Um, The murder of this Polish priest, and we can get into the theoretical as well, obviously, but I want to mention the four tragedies that they compare this murder to. One was uh, the slaughter of 72 religious Latin Americans in El Salvador. The other was murder of 23 religious in Guatemala, including three American citizens. The assassination of Archbishop Romero, the I believe the head of the church in El Salvador at the time of the Civil War, who was blatantly leftist and blatantly against uh, Molina and the established government. And the U.S.'s involvement. Yes, of course. And the rape and murder of four religious American women. Three of them nuns. Of course. And all four of these tragedies combined received less news coverage than the one murder of a Polish priest. I believe uh, no evidence of like conspiratorial happening. Then we were digging with it. They put and it on like the front like, page of the Times like ten times. I think like they were said. really trying to. They were. It was shallow, but they kept. They kept throwing away at it. Whereas these other cases, they wouldn't mention so much evidence of like no something bad happened. Like this was not a sinister thing. Yeah. And, like, the language they use to talk about the deaths is different. The language. <laughs> and the language, and not even talking about the perpetrators or whether or not trials have been started. I feel is, like that's such a key point, too, because the this violence is so brutal across the board. Like, this whole violence throughout this whole war is just un- unhuman in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's not described. I think the severity of the situation is really downplayed. Yeah, it's like they were trying to make people less interested because, like, I mean, I hate to say that, like, people read these stories for the gore, but, like, a lot of the times people see murder of... You hear that siren? 
that's going off in my head. Um, <laughs> people see murder of priests or murder of religious people and they're like, ooh, gritty drama. And they want to read it for like the details. That's what gets you interested in like social issues. If, if someone had seen murder of 72 religious like clergymen, basically, that would have drawn some eyes. But instead they only mentioned, yeah, but they literally only spoke about eight names I own only nine victims of the 72 that were murdered at the beginning of the Salvadoran civil war were named and the new and time magazine had no articles about the incident. I love how they keep pulling up times. Mm-hmm. They favor, they're like, and fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> and fuck time. <laughs> <laughs> Something mentioned in here was the use of the passive voice to talk about these. And I feel like we see that a lot in like, our current day media coverage. So it's like, nothing's changed. Police involved shooting. Yeah. Yeah. How were they involved? There was a shooting. And you're like, no, a cop shot this person. Like, let's connect the dots. It didn't happen. Like someone did it. Yeah. Yeah, Their use of when to use the passive or active. It's very telling which ones they want you to care about. There's Um, also uh, the great uh, uh, media centrism that happens, uh, which is my personal favorite, uh, which was uh, there was some coverage of the archbishop before he was ruthlessly murdered, uh, and there was some coverage, and the U.S. media was like, well, of course, we decry violence on both extremes, just as the archbishop does. And the archbishop was like, hey, uh, only the right wing is killing people, like innocent religious people. Like, the left wing is, is... fighting with the fascists but the fascists are killing unarmed civilians right they were like and nobody talked about what he wrote in his diary um hello like it was just a blatant lie like i remember Mm -hmm. like the phrasing was so simplistic they were like yeah it was simply just a a fucking lie yeah i don't know what to say which obviously isn't a direct parallel into like that legislation you were just talking about colin with that like doesn't differentiate between left and right wing like protest and violence but like come on yeah who's who's invading the capital this is something that american media loves to do and it's a consent manufacturing mechanism again with when the uh fascists stormed the u.s capital cnn and msnbc called them anarchists like yeah i mean we've discussed before how it's like anyone that does a window break is an anarchist in the media's eyes but I, I simply just every single every single time I hear things about this, I'm like literally definition. Like if people just knew definitions of things, it would be so much easier for us mm-hmm. to differentiate personally. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, in, like we were taught like the different things because it wasn't until college that I was like sat down and was like, now here's the difference between everything, and I was like, oh, there's like other stuff going on. But, like. In our current day, if someone sat down and was like, definition time, they'd be like, you're brainwashing my child. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm just disappointed that we don't have that in our structure, like, from the beginning. Like, nobody thought that it would be a good idea. Socialism (laughs) is when the government does stuff. And it's more Uh, socialist. Last week, it's no iPhone. <laughs> socialism, socialism, no socialism is when no iPhone, Vuvuzela, 400 billion dead. Exactly. Like, <laughs> precise. But of course, I mean, like, I think it's probably intentional that we're not taught these things. I mean, the misinformation only I mean, serves to aid. Yeah. 
I, I think that's also, I struggle it personally to, with being like, oh, they did it on purpose, didn't they? I know. <laughs> that's always the little, it hits you. I mean, and like, it's, it's the same mechanism as with media as it is in education with you can have good teachers, of course, in the same way that you can have good journalists, but teachers aren't allowed to be political. Yeah. In the same way that journalists often aren't allowed to be political, to the extent where a, a, a teacher can lose their job if they say something like, actually, a border wall is racist. <laughs> like, yeah. if, like, I mean, in certain states, you can lose your job by saying, uh, I mean, we came from monkeys. Oh, yeah, evolution is not allowed to be taught, which is or, bonkers. I was always taught evolution. It's the war of northern aggression. My father was like a very, he's a very interesting specimen in that he's like heavily religious, but also heavily scientific. And he believes mm-hmm. in like the merging of the two things. So I was They're, always taught both. They're not mutually exclusive. It's definitely just the not. like definitely not. But I feel like that's the traditional oh, and the religion yeah. I grew up in. It's traditionally like secular. We I don't. mean, biblical literalism, which uh, is very popular among the modern evangelical right. Um, the, the Earth is only six thousand years old. So. No, no. <laughs> why are there dinosaur? Why why are there fossils? What? Why can we literally find like human artifacts older than that? It's a trick by the devil, you see, <laughs> to uh, make you gay. I thought it was a what? trick from God. Honestly, I thought it was a scavenger hunt he was setting up for us. <laughs> God wants you to geocache. God said, go find these cool bones. That's the story we're not talking about. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know God's super into geocaching. Remember the Scopes monkey trial, guys? What? Where oh, yes. I do vaguely remember this. It was in the 20s. Yeah, I think it was, oh God, I think it was the state of, um, what fucking state was it? Hang on. I don't want to, oh God, I opened my email by accident. Uh, Oh. What happened? You are now required to read us your most recent personal email. (laughs) Um, It was uh, July 21st, 1925. And it was a trial in, um, oh God, I forgot why I looked it up. And it was, uh. Uh, Tennessee versus John Thomas Scopes, uh, where a teacher was arrested for teaching evolution in his school in 1925, and he went on trial, and his trial was that he had to debate a creationist in front of a judge and jury. Fox News, you guys. Oh, debate. Well, no, Watergate was the beginning of Fox News. When when Nixon got impeached was the beginning of Fox (laughs) News. Bare, bare bones. They were laying the framework. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. Consent is really manufactured, if I'm being honest. Consent Consent do be manufactured. manufactured. I don't want to, I don't want to air all my dirty. Do it. But no, 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 no. It's <laughs> not my dirty laundry to air. I, my uh, uh, father's side of the family is from El Salvador and they grew up in El Salvador during this time. And like my father, I like asked him, I was like, what like was going on basically? And the POV of most of my family members, I believe is that exactly what they're talking about in this book is that they wanted you to believe that it is a communist spreading. Like they were like, oh, the Cubans were spreading communism with the USSR. They were trying to cut off the US in terms of trade and El Salvador, like, thank God for them. Like my dad was like, I recall everyone praying for Reagan because he was the one that was going to help us. Only the Republicans were helping. And I remember, <laughs> um, uh, it was hard to see 
but also you think when you're living in that state where like my dad told me like people were getting hung and their testicles were getting cut off trigger warning I'm sorry I'm <laughs> so sorry it's okay <laughs> I don't have testicles in their mouth. like it was that sort of barbaric warfare yeah um and in that era in a pre like where are you gonna get your information all the government like the president of el salvador is being like yeah screw the cubans like thank goodness for the u.s government like they're just endorsing this um regime that's like hurting the people and it i don't know in a way it really it humanized it for me i was like oh everybody's impacted now like, like ev- even is- when like there are around like even with machete wielding death squads in the country, the consent manufacturing, like Sarah, you're absolutely right. Like it's so powerful that it, even it hurts. If I'm, I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna cry on this fucking podcast, but it like it just hurts to see that people are being manipulated in a way, and it's mm-hmm. not, and there's nothing that they can do about it because in the moment, like, what are you gonna do in pre-internet era? Like, how are you? You can't. You just are trusting what's being told to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I think sometimes I get really removed from this when I read it academically and I'm like, no, this hurts people. Like, this is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. I think we take it a little bit for granted being in the internet era too. And like, we imagine that we have access of information, but I mean, in, in mid America or in like very rural parts of Southern America, no internet access. Or if you have it, spotty at best no education on how to use internet resources. And something I forget a lot is that at what information you see on the internet is like largely up to you. Yeah. Your Facebook feed and your YouTube feed, everything will curate itself based on what you already believe. So like finding new or contradictory information to educate yourself on that is still very difficult. Yeah. And yeah, it still does a lot of real harm. Part of the reason the as isn't shown in like this book and just in general, like even our big news sources, like the New York Times, which is supposed to be like the epitome of journalism is still having all these (laughs) just fundamental failings of journalism and of the people of this country. I was watching um, with my stepdad a few months ago, I was watching a, uh, like a CNN series on Jimmy Carter. And it was like, President Carter, the rock and roll president, the homie in the White House, Truly, what a Chad. Incredible. No reference to this. Yeah, no reference to funneling as one like, t- sweet old little man, and he never did anything wrong, and he's the only president who was good. Funneling one to two million dollars <laughs> per day to the I El mean, Salvadorian okay. government. People suck at being a president. Sorry, you sold your farm. <laughs> like, it's, it's insane. Also, uh, to bring up the uh, lack of access to internet and lack of, like, in our first ever episode of the podcast, uh, Umberto Eco talked about how he didn't know that it, that political discourse was possible until after Mussolini fell. Because mm-hmm. uh, he was a child being raised in fascist Italy, and he didn't know that there were different ways of thinking about how the government should work yeah. until after Mussolini was hanged. And like, I, I realized also in our last episode, I talked about Nestor Machno and how uh, he was in a book club where they were discussing anarchist literature, which was illegal. And anarchist literature in those days was pamphlets. It was pamphlets or little books, and they were contraband, and they were printed illegally and distributed illegally. And I also said that he went to, uh, I realized that I uh, twisted the truth a little bit in the last episode, 
Uh, and I said he went to jail for being in the book club. Uh, he did not. Uh, he went on to shoot a cop and then try and assassinate the governor, which is what he went to jail for. Um, but, oh, um, <laughs> the book club got like raided yeah. because of illegal books. And it's funny now because on the internet, like, haha, you banned a book, Lamau, let me find it in three seconds. Mm-hmm. But in those days, if a book is illegal, you have to find someone who knows a guy who can print it. Mm-hmm. That's money. Yeah. Like, and we know how expensive because of this book, we know how expensive printing presses are. Mm-hmm. And like the operations to distribute and produce so many. Ugh. It takes money. Everything takes money. Mm-hmm. It always does. Seems like that might be the root of all our problems. <laughs> I would say power might be the root of all of our problems. The thing yeah. is, there's no root. They're all interwoven so beautifully and intricately that if you try to put one as the root, it's like, no, 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 no. That was influenced by this, but that was influenced by this, which was also influenced by the original thing. And you're like, well, okay. also, well. is there a difference between money and power? Ah, seems like a direct correlation in wow. my eyes. One, one is just a means of quantifying the other. Yeah, um, let's put a number on it. I mean, social power, which comes with old money and the, like the idea of class, blah blah blah. But like, I, guess I don't even. People have influence outside of money as well with social media. I feel like, like not to be like influencers, but I feel like you could be fairly oh. like. There's the idea of, of soft power versus hard power. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> soft, soft power being the ability to influence the way people see things, the ability to like, have a powerful voice and the, the ability to manufacture consent, and hard power being the ability to violence. The yeah. ability to do things. Money. But, and, and I, like, I am not a philosopher. I'm literally some guy. So uh, my (laughs) definitions for soft and hard power are uh, not entirely accurate. Um, I'm sure of that. So disclaimer. (laughs) They're just Um, different. I quick self call out the, the Polish religious figure who was murdered. Popiolushko. I I was listening to the audio book. I thought they were saying Pope Alushka. Uh, like, the Polish Pope. I was like the Polish Pope, and I was like, "Why? Well, I don't know how. I don't know how they would have a Polish Pope. I think there's only one Pope at a time." <laughs> I'm pretty so sure there's only one. That is actually Polish murder. Nothing came up, and I was like, "Huh?" And then when I finally found the case, I was like, "This starts with a P," and they've been saying it. So, um, he was killed by cops in Poland. And every time it was reported on, they're like, here's all the gory graphic details. Like, they hit him like this. He was found in this condition, which means this and this and this. And something that is not reflected in when we're looking at, like, these other cases happening in El Salvador and Guatemala, too. Like, we spent a lot of time looking at the murders of these American women, mm-hmm. which were really bad. And honestly, I don't want to get into any of the details it's so awful i have no desire to do that if but you want to read them you can you read read them, them, you don't you need to traumatize people it's yeah it's, it's awful right. it's really awful oh yeah like not only are they covering one murder above everything else uh to the point where in here he was like so if we do the math it means like this person's life was worth this much more because that's like how much they're covering i think like 170 times more yeah mm. yeah 
So it's not just that. It's also another way of how is this coverage happening? So if you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. mm, kind of like, like softball, it put on the tin yeah. feet at the time. It's really tiny. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, okay, an- another example of um, how this is done is uh, right-wing paramilitaries in the United States, uh, right-wing like hate groups. Mm-hmm. They're not even hate groups, political groups like Proud Boys, for example, but, you know, uh, White Aryan Resistance and other, the Hammerskins, etc., have killed well over 300 people mm-hmm. in the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Antifa has killed uh, exactly one. Who? Who? Yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, the, the... Don't worry. <laughs> Jay, Jay Danielson. Oh. Uh, who was a Patriot prayer member in Portland who was shot by a uh, alleged anti-fascist by the name of Michael Rinell in a, uh, in a uh, supposed self-defense shooting earlier uh, in 2020. Uh, and Rinell was shot between 20 and 30 times by uh, U.S. Marshals and the Washington State Police who made no attempt to arrest him. They just shot him between 20 and 30 times. Does it even count as a death on Antifa considering Antifa is not real? I mean, you know, if you if you count like the idea, the ideology of like an anti-fascist demonstrator, sure. Also, like allegedly, Rhinell was like rushed by Danielson, who had a knife in one hand and a can of mace in the other. But like, regardless, the media coverage was wild. Like, but it was like a dumb thing that happened and shouldn't have happened. But like, it was a dumb thing that happened. But it got blown all over the place because a left-winger killed a right-winger. They, like, saw POV, and they ran with it. They were like, now we have a solid thing to put on Antifa, which isn't really a solid thing, but now we can yeah, kind of this is it what we've there. been fear-mongering yeah, all yeah. this time, and now it's now coming it's finally, true. Yeah, it's manifested. We've manifested it. Our prayer circle has <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, a police officer was beaten to death on the steps of the Capitol, uh, and another police officer got his eye gouged out by a right-wing protester who was a retired NYPD officer. No! Um, <laughs> um, so you're saying he had experience in gouging? Yes. Uh, but, like, Trump-brand fascists have killed more cops than Antifa has killed anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That's ironic. There's it's the break. Funny that you're not racist enough, so now I'm going to kill you. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Well, you're not doing enough bad stuff. Well, you're a race traitor. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, part of it is uh, it's white genocide. Well, uh, Robert Evans does a great series about the um, behind the insurrections, which is a, a he does an episode on like every fascist insurrection, or not every because there's so many, but like most of the sort of naturally occurring fascist insurrections. He leaves out the U.S. sponsored ones because those are too many to name. Uh, and the one that happened in the U.S. wasn't U.S. sponsored. But um, basically what happens uh, with fascist insurrections is fascists have no problem taking power legitimately. They can win elections and take power. But fascists actually have a hard time taking power violently because then the the state repressive mechanism, the, the police, have to police them. Uh... Which fascists usually enjoy immunity from the state repressive mechanism. Like, it last November, I believe, uh, uh, fascists shot left-wing demonstrators in Olympia, Washington, twice in a week. Nobody died, but, like, two people got shot by right-wing... And, like, there wasn't really anything done by the Olympia PD. 
And so when fascists try to storm Capitol buildings, that's when the repressive mechanism of the state is like, okay, we have to like stop you guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I um, guess. I guess but, we gotta. And so that's that's what happened there is the 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 Trump uh, brand fascists TMCR overstepped their boundaries um, and tried to seize power illegitimately. Yeah because they thought they had a little more leeway than they did. <laughs> they did, didn't they? 